All right, welcome. Um, my name is Sam. My name is Sarah. <laughs> and guys, we're missing a third member, unfortunately, because he's at the market. You know, he had to buy some focaccia rolls. I don't know. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> yeah, honestly, what, what kind of bread would Jack be if he was a You know, I feel like Jack... Like on the outside, he appears to be just very basic and white, right? But he, ha you know, he loves his metal music, kind of spicy on the inside. So maybe like, I don't know. I don't know if he'd be a bread. I think he's more so like a pastry. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm trying to remember what what Shannon said that he was in like a different, she said she had compared him to one at, at some point. I oh, I think I missed it. I, was that in the episode? It was like a few episodes ago, but I like and maybe pastry, like maybe one of those like ham and cheese croissants. Has <laughs> the, the stuff inside. <laughs> That's so funny. Like a chocolate croissant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like <laughs> spicy chocolate randomly. Okay. <laughs> what, about, um, what about Dale? What kind of bread is Dale? You know, I feel like dill is bread that you like that people like to eat on the couch when they're feeling lazy. Oh yeah, the couch, the couch boy. That's, not, that's what he called himself this episode, wasn't it? And he's like, exactly. Also, insider info: we have like the Snapchat group with everyone, and Dale just always sends couch boy snaps. At least for like the first year after their season, yeah. it would just be him doing like the most random stuff and he'd be like, couch boy. And so like, that's like, that's his self-proclaimed title is couch oh, boy. So I you know what, maybe, maybe Dale is like the crumbs that you kind of see on the couch. Like he's like the breadcrumbs. <laughs> breadcrumbs like inside the couch. Exactly. <laughs> like old, very old breadcrumbs. Exactly, yeah, yeah, they're old, they're like, a little stale but, but then but then you eat them and you're just like whoa this is insanely good yeah you're like they're still stale. good yeah maybe he's like those little you know those like mustard pretzels oh. that's like my favorite snack yeah i was gonna say like maybe he's like those like it you know the little bits of them and but like mm. maybe they maybe they fall on the couch but pick it up and <laughs> i love that's so funny Shannon's whole bread thing is so funny. I love her for that. Yeah, she, so she said Katie was a focaccia roll. Yeah. Which, mm -hmm. by the way, is a great kind of bread, I must say. It's one of my favorites. But I, I guess you can't have loose focaccia rolls, you know, running around. <laughs> That'd be part of a sandwich, I guess, according to Shannon. So would Nate be, like, a green bread? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Nate's favorite color is lime green. Would he be, like, a moldy yeah. slice of bread? But oh. Nate would never stand for that. No, he, he would wouldn't. never be moldy. He wouldn't get moldy. He maybe he'd, you know, like how there's green eggs and ham, like maybe, mm. you know, a kind of a spinoff. There's also green bread, and then Nate would be that. Or like like bread dyed green for like St. Patty's Day. I could see that oh, yeah. being Nate. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it would it would fit so well with like Ivy's whole Mardi Gras like, mm -hmm. and then Nate would Nate would be like the dyed bread. Exactly. Nice. But what would Matthew be? Ooh, Matthew. He'd be like um, a lion animal cracker. 
we're not even talking about bread anymore. It's just snacks. It's really like, yeah, it's like bread-like. It's but... like kind of bread. Yeah, he'd be the, would he be like one of those animal crackers that has like, you know, like the pink and the white ones that have like the extra frosting on the outside? Yeah. Or would he be like a plain one? Mm. I kind of feel like he'd be a plain one. I think that he was a frosted one in his first season, but I was kind of trying to mm. play and maybe he's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take off that frosting. I'm just going to like, you know, kind of fade in the background a little bit. But the, okay. So that actually brings me to the next thing, which is like how he thinks he's like kind of in a really good position. But then Shannon was like, he, he's at the bottom with cat. Yeah. Yeah. She had, that, that like hierarchy of like the top and bottom of Toki Doki is pretty funny. Like, do you think she's right? I mean, yeah, I definitely feel like Shannon and Dale. I think she put herself and Dale at the top, and I feel like that's definitely true. Like, they mm -hmm. have the most connections, and like Ivy and Jackson are up there with them. I feel like Matthew. Like I don't know, Matthew and Cat. Like Matthew's on the bottom in a way, but I feel like he's definitely still way above Cat. <laughs> Mm, no, I agree. Has like alliances, like him and Dale have their Mad Men thing. Yeah, because it's like for Cat, she's at the bottom because this is her first time playing. Everyone's like she doesn't really care, so she's a goat. But Matt, I feel like is on the bottom because he was too much of a threat and he wanted to like not be a threat, and so he toned it down a little too much, and that's why he's at the bottom. So it's like two completely different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think the thing they do have in common, though, is that both of them are not playing the best social game with the rest of Tokyo. Mm. Especially with, like, Matthew changing his vote at the last tribal, which we can True. talk about more. It definitely seemed to, to, seemed to hurt his trust with a lot of people. Now, would you say that Kat is aware that she's at the bottom? Like, do we think Kat is more self-aware than Matt at this point? I feel like Kat, yes, she she probably she knows she's in the bottom and she does not care. Okay, whereas Matt like kind of thinks he's not. Like I think yeah. Matt thinks that other people might think he's at the bottom, but that he's not. I think that. You know what end, I mean? Yeah, no, that's. I think that's true. Like I feel like at the end of this episode, he definitely knows he's on the bottom to the extent where he thinks he's going to get voted off. Like maybe he thinks he's even too much on the bottom at the end of the episode where he's like. They're all voting me off. Like, and, you know, Dale and him have this whole meeting where it's like, it was like, we're on the bat, we're on the bottom, Matthew, like me and you, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like <laughs> Matthew goes through a thing where he feels maybe a little bit too secure and then he feels like more paranoid than he actually has to be at the end. Right. But I do think that Kat has a better perception of where she stands as a tribe than matthew because mm -hmm. Kat does not care and she knows like she knows she doesn't care she knows everyone else knows that like it's kind of funny yeah meanwhile dale is struggling to survive it's getting too tough on the island you know he doesn't have his wife <laughs> which yeah. clearly means he can't do anything let's see what I love Dale has so many characters at this point. He has like Couch Boy, he has Danger Dale, mm. he has he uh, has Grandpa Dale. Yeah, he has Can't Survive Without Ann Dale. Yeah, that's the Couch Boy. Oh, is it? But, oh, yes, okay. yeah. but yeah, yeah, the couch. Then he has the 
Does he have like Mardi Gras Dale or something? He has like Drag Queen Dale, which I don't know if we've yeah. seen yet. I don't. I don't know if that one's. I just. Uh, I just know that Dale loves to dress in drag. Sometimes he's very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dale is definitely fashion icon of the season. Up. Until oh. Then. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, a, sure. there's a costume for every occasion. Like after Nate in the lime green comes Dale. Well, actually, no. I'd say after Nate with the lime green, and then after Ivy with the Mardi Gras. Mm. Yep. Comes Dale. And then also, there's Jackson's necklace that's got to make a you know little special mention. Wait, what necklace? The immunity necklace. Yeah, he really, really Mm -hmm. love his immunity necklace. (laughs) You know, honestly, yeah. Like when you win that thing, you kind of just want to wear it the whole week. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because it's not that. I mean, maybe for Jackson, like he thinks he's gonna have it a lot, but like it's kind of rare to get that thing. So we want to treasure every moment. I know. I know. Megan's like, can I? Can I have your necklace, Jackson? He's like, necklace. You can have special to me. It's very. I'll give you a different necklace. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny though, like you're saying, like Dale had this confessional about like, yeah, my wife is gone, I can't survive. Which, by the way, this guy's like 28. I mean, how, how has he been <laughs> how's he been this long? Okay, but look, he's been with his wife since high school. It's true, it's true. They've been together since high school. So I think that explains why he can't survive. Oh, uh, that's, actually, that's actually nice. That's yeah. Nice. Plus think about it, Dale's resourceful. He's found two idols, like he could probably scrounge up you know, like, find enough little food around the house to survive, I bet. Yeah, he like, is. this man's can find two idols without, like, any clues, but he can't find any food in the pantry. Nope, just as, just as rice with water. <laughs> the Ivy is, like, Dale is a threat. He's going to win the game. We need to take him out. Okay, but, but like, what, what, what I think a lot of the audience is annoyed with is that like everyone's all talk like they were like yeah we're gonna make a move like we have to get dale jackson whatever out but then it doesn't happen i know and i think that's frustrating yeah i guess i'm curious like what do you do you think that um you know ivy or or shannon or some of these people should have made a move this week or last week like do you like well the longer they wait the less numbers they're gonna have to make that move because they're voting out people who would be their number yeah. You know what I mean? Like all the El Norte people who are desperate right now, like they're the numbers you need to rally against the big dogs. Like if dogs if you were like Shannon or Ivy, you use Nate, Megan, and even like Katie. Yeah. And like if you're like Shannon and Ivy, you can also pull the girl card and bring in the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know? Like- gonna do whatever shannon says at this point exactly i feel like cat still kind of believes in like the ivy shannon her girl trio like that's when you make the move before it's too late but then the issue becomes like i feel like somehow dale would find out and he has two idols exactly that's the thing too is like they don't realize that dale has two idols they i probably don't also realize like it's funny funny because it reminds me a little bit of like season two and when we were playing and like how like my knowledge that Jack had two idols made me like really nervous. Cause I was like, if Jack makes it to the final six, like he can just play them both in a row, like automatically be in the final four. So that in my mind, I was like eight final eight or final seven is the last chance to make a move on him. 
Um, yeah, but literally no one knows that he has two. Exactly. No one in this game knows That's... that both of them. Which honestly, at this point, like, why would you not? Ex I feel like you gotta be suspicious about who. Yeah, has I feel like there hasn't been a lot of idle talk, to be honest. Yeah. Do people think that like people were, were voted out with them? They. I feel like I they kind of think that Matthew has it. Yeah, like they tried to flush it, right? Yeah, they, this, they must have really. Episode, I guess it makes sense because Matthew did find the clue in like that last challenge, where he had his arm up and he you know ran for the clue, but. I don't know. There's got to, they, they know there's three idols in the game. Like, Lisa had one. I feel like they're not thinking about it enough. They, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, Dale's definitely thinking about I feel like Dale, one of the things I do remember Dale doing, and maybe this hasn't been talked about as much in the edit, is he did, I think he did make every effort possible to, like, make it seem like he didn't have the idol. Like, he was the one that was always saying, like, oh, we need to split the votes in case of the idol. Mm. And the one that was, like, Always kind of openly paranoid about Matthew. Right. Like I think Dale did a lot it's of a good things. Tactic. Yeah, to really make it appear like he didn't have it and like make it seem like he was really nervous about idols. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But the thing is that it just makes it super hard to blindside him now because mm -hmm. like, somebody is going to slip up and let him know or or try to just be honorable and be like, Yeah, we're gonna get you out. And like Shannon seems to have a hard time betraying people. Like she even yeah. had a hard time betraying Jack. And she's even closer to Dale. So, like, I don't see... I honestly, like, think it would be super hard for her to blindside one of her close allies like Dale. I know. I, I, but that I, would be iconic. It would be. I feel like it's interesting because at the same time that Dale... That Shannon's saying that, she's also very much, like... She's aware. Yeah, she's aware of, like, the, that, like Dale and Jackson, like, the guys having this control, and she really doesn't want them to. And I do give her a lot of credit for, you know, Katie going home last episode and Shannon kind of, like, gaining some control. Um, I think a lot of people thought that, like, okay, great, now Shannon and Ivy can make a move with Megan now that they saved Megan. But they just go right ahead and vote off Megan, so. Right. And I think you kind of see at the beginning of this episode that things are not as much with, like, what they seem where apparently there's this deal that Dale and Jackson and Shannon and Ivy had where, okay, we'll get rid of Katie first. If Megan is the next one to go. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like the deal we made where, okay, we'll get rid of Brie first. If Abby is the next one to go, where it's kind of like <laughs> take out one of our people, but then you need to take out one of your people next. Like that. kind yeah. of thing. So it makes sense why Shannon would, and Ivy would want to keep like, Dale and Jackson trusting them by voting off Megan, but yeah, I definitely see like time is running out to make a move. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's already isn't the finale in like two weeks? Yeah, this is final seven after this episode, so there's only. I just feel like eight, seven, yeah. six. Those are some prime times to make. You really a should move, be you know? making a move around there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it looks like I don't know. I would say Ivy looks like she wants to make a move. She has oh, for eight, sure. Like, like a, definitely. A second number to her. Like, people like, want to make moves. I just think they're, mm -hmm. they end up chickening out. Mm hmm But. Yep. I don't know. Um, oh, I want to talk about the challenge. Oh, yeah. The, the worm challenge. So, I've never tried this before. But for some reason, I think I'd be good at it. Is it actually that tiring? Like, they were exhausted. Yeah, they looked exhausted. I don't know. I mean, 
I thought it was funny that Kat wasn't that good at it, even though she's in the army. She's well, like, oh, but but she explained. Oh. She explained she though. She was like, "Cause you like, I have to use my arms." You know, look, I used to have to army crawl on the ice, like for figure skating. They made us army crawl on ice where there's like not very a lot of not a lot of friction. But like this is, I guess this is not even really an army crawl because it's more like wiggling. It's more like wiggling, yeah. And you know, Dale was good at first, but then because he's kind of old, you know, he he couldn't do like the second round. Got gas too much. Honestly, Jackson just blew everybody out of the water in this. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Even, he's just the biggest snake by far. You know, who else is going <laughs> to Jackson in the snake challenge? That's so funny. Although, honestly, okay, snakes don't even move like that. Snakes move like that. Yeah. He was moving more like an inchworm. He was. He was. <laughs> little Slim Bill call him a little slug boy. My favorite thing was when they zoomed in on Nate and he was literally just laying there like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> he was just done. I love him. And Jackson was like finishing the challenge and they're like, Jackson, Jackson, Dale's catching up. He's catching up. <laughs> and Dale's like, not even close. Dale's like, wait. Maybe if, like, maybe if Anne was home. Anne is Dale's wife, by the way. Maybe if Anne was home and had like fed him some more. <laughs> true. Dale does not have the new. And he wasn't just eating rice. That's, that's gotta be it. It's gotta be that definitely contributes. Yeah. He's not fueling himself up. Exactly. So Jackson wins the necklace. It looks so great on me. No one else can pull this off like that. <laughs> no Meg cannot have this necklace. It's a special <laughs> different necklace. Oh my god. Megan, yeah, Megan, she really wanted him to give her the necklace. Well, let's think about yeah. it. What if she, he had given her the necklace at Tribal? That'd be funny. Well, what would have happened? I think Nate would have just went home. I mean, that's like dumb. Yeah. I mean, they would have probably. And uh, then he would have lost everyone's trust. Yeah. If he did it, I mean, if he did it without telling anybody, then yeah, they would have all been like, what are you doing, Jackson? Yeah. I don't think, I, I mean, yeah, it would not have. I feel like, it, yeah, it would have been Nate. Maybe they would have thrown some votes on Matthew or something, but. Mm hmm. If the, the thing is with Jackson, like, I don't really understand what his whole alliance with Megan was about. If, like, near maybe the end, jury? Well, Megan needs to just go now. But if it was for the then jury, it's like, he should have been nicer to her. Yeah. I just feel like Jackson's not the type of person who would turn down any meetings. So it's like if he, she reaches out to him, like, he's going to meet with her. Right? I, that's, yeah, no, that's true. I just felt like they consistently had, like, like they were telling each other information and like Megan seemed to be a, someone that would have been loyal to Jackson. Like after Katie just went home, who was like very loyal to Jackson, why is he like eager to vote off another person that's loyal to him at final eight? Like when Megan right. could help him later down the road and he has a vote steal too. I, I guess true. I know. I guess it's tough because like the El Norte people, they're just getting picked off one by one. Like, what are you going to do? Um, but so it feels like a bit of a wasted opportunity for him to be like spend so much time with Megan and then kind of just be like, oh, I, I thought it was funny. He had a line where he was just like, yeah, don't worry, Megan. You're not going. You're not going to go home. You're not going home. <laughs> like, so Megan's going home. It's going to hurt. It's definitely going to hurt, you know, her, not me. <laughs> that was right. 
stuff is really funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like it's yeah. definitely gonna hurt her. <laughs> this guy. Oh my god, he's such a villain. He is. Um, now it looks like Megan's a goner, begging for the necklace to stay alive. But then there's all this fallout from Matthew and what he did last tribal when he changed his vote from Megan to Katie. Yes. For. Yeah. He changed it to ensure Katie goes home, but now everyone's like, he's so dumb. Like now we don't like he did that to gain like one person's trust, but then he lost like all of our trust. Um, you know, maybe in Matthew's head, he's like, okay, I'm going to gain at least one jury vote <laughs> by gaining um, yeah. uh, Megan's trust, I but was- kind of an interesting move. Yeah, I thought it was funny how Dale was like, it's a minus three move. You you gained one person's trust and lost four. That's it's not minus three. Just yeah. Math. I, I think, I don't know. I think people were really like shitting on Matthew for this move. When, you know, if you really think about it, like from Matthew's perspective, I could see what he was doing. Like he wanted to get Megan's trust and he wanted to make a move on Jackson at final eight, which I don't know. It was kind of like brushed over a little bit and Jackson won immunity. But I think Matthew was gearing towards making a move against Jackson and like mm-hmm. use Megan's number for that. Mm. But I just feel like he didn't need to change his vote. I feel like maybe that gained a little bit of trust with Megan, but I don't know if it really, if, if Matthew, we'll say he went to probably four and said, okay, Megan, it's going to be four or three. You're getting three votes. I'm voting for you, but don't worry. Like I'm just doing it. So that way I can like, you know, maybe he could even say, like, I'm, I'm voting for you. That way my alliance trusts me more and it'll help me to blindside them. You know, like, or because I feel like him changing his vote, all it's doing is he's losing social capital to make a move. Yeah, but you know what it is with Matthew? You know he sat there for, like, days drawing out all the plans and, like, and, like, planning out what the positives and negatives of every move is. And this one came out on top somehow. So, like, it may not make sense to us, but to him, after all his charts, it made sense. Because there's no way he would just make this without thinking through all the possibilities. He definitely, you know you know that he has all the plans, all the whiteboards. Exactly. Um, and here, I th- yeah, I, I think the thing is, where he went wrong is, like, he then told everybody, oh, yeah, I did this. That way I could gain Megan's trust. And then they're all just like, okay, well... Yeah, he shouldn't have said that, because that doesn't benefit anyone else. And, uh, yeah, and even then, Dale said, you know, okay, maybe you, you could say, like, I was doing that, that way Megan will work more closely with me and you. But if Matthew's going to say that to everybody, then it's kind of like... I, I think he got a little bit caught up in, like, he was gearing towards making this move, and then he decided not to make the move, and then it kind of just, like, you know, now Megan went home, and yeah. he also, like... And, you know, the end is minus three. He lost a little bit of trust with Jackson and Shannon and Dale. But right. I guess, though, he's also, he didn't go home. I mean, they still, like, protected him. We'll see what happens in the future, but, like. That's true. Well, because he's a meat shield. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I'm I. It's tough because, like, I don't know. Even if Matthew did want to make a move on Jackson, I don't know where he would have gotten the numbers to do that. Like That's true. Uh, he was kind of gearing towards a move that I still don't know if it would have actually worked. 
I like that Matthew's trying though. I mean, like as much as people, you know, shit on Matthew for some of the stuff he's doing, it's like you have a lot of people in the audience are complaining about like, wow, some people in the season aren't doing anything. It's like I, I guess I'd rather have somebody be making kind of like risky or like questionable moves than like not doing anything at all. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean Yeah, like chaos is better than nothing. It's good TV. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. <laughs> okay, so the classic scheduling conflict comes up. There's always somebody some season that makes the challenges difficult to plan, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and this season, it just happens to be Nate because, you know, theater kids have rehearsal till late or something. Yeah. And... What producer snitched on him, by the way? So I'm pretty sure. It was probably Cooper. It could have been. I I kind of think that it was, from what I remember at the time, it was kind of well-known among, like, everybody. Like, I don't know why why Nate was like, oh, it was a producer that said this. Because I think that, like, Nate was very open about the fact that, like, oh, I'm going off to rehearsal. Or, like, oh, I can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. I have rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that all the contestants knew that he had rehearsal. Um... Honestly, but, oh yeah, it's probably because Cat was like a producer told me. Yeah, but, but Kat- everyone probably I knew like it's not that big of a deal. But the thing is, as a different player, that might actually be a good thing because then if like Cat can't make it to the challenge, that's like more chance of them winning. That's you know true. what I mean? That is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean that one challenge, Cat didn't go. Like- exactly. So it's like more chance for me. It's true. And she's pretty. She's like athletic, so. Yeah, yeah. She can't army crawl, but, you know, the army crawl uses your arms, and this challenge is, you know, didn't use arms, so. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I feel like, um, I thought that was so funny, though, where, like, that's her literal, like, the one time that Kat is, like, strategizing is because, like, I want to go to bed earlier. Like, it's her whole, <laughs> I swear this whole season, her whole thing is, like, I need to go to bed. I, like, I just want to <laughs> when, like, they were talking about who's, when they were splitting up, like, who's going to be on what tribe for, like, at the swap. And she was just like, I'm just going to, like, agree to be in this tribe because I just, I'm tired. I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally so many times in the season. Like, oh, I can't. She's so, challenged because she has a good bed. Do we think that Kat and Austin would have gotten along because they both have early bedtimes? It would have been the early bedtime alliance. I exactly. Could see that? They would just vote off. see that. has bad schedules. They're and, both very uh, different players and different people. But they're united on the bedtime. They they have they have very pol- like polar opposite views of Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in, a, in a way, it would kind of work. Where Austin be like, "Don't you just love this game?" And Cat be like, "No, no. I hate this game." And Austin be like, ah, "You're you're so funny, Cat." Yeah. <laughs> but then they'd be like, "But it's bedtime for both of us." <laughs> like, oh shoot, it's about seven thirty. It's nine. So we're it's 7.30, like, um, yeah. Austin has a Japanese class tomorrow morning. Kat has to get up early to work out. Mm-hmm. So they both call it a night. They would immediately target Cassie and Nate. Cassie would be a goner. Nate would be a goner. Um, Bree. Yeah, Bree. Would, would be a goner. Who was bad in our season for scheduling? I think it was actually Mallory. Mallory, that's right. Yeah. Mallory. Yep. And, uh... 
and like Kara from season one. You, you just know it was Kara. Like I, no. I can't confirm for sure, but it was probably Kara. Well, Jess, because Jess is Jess doesn't even care about her schedule. She oh, sorry, I meant Jess. Jess. I meant Jess. Yeah, yeah. Who has to go to her brother's football game? You know, she would yeah. leave for the football game. You know, make the challenge late, and then Cat and uh, Austin just be like, "That's it. You're gone." Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the contrary to the way the episode was edited was very much like trying to. I mean, it was kind of edited so that it was through Megan's perspective, where you're seeing this plan to take out Matthew, and you're kind of just like, "Oh, is it going to be Megan or Matthew?" When really, like, this whole Matthew plan was a big, like, elaborate scheme mm. to get Matthew to play an idol. So uh, the way their scheme went, I didn't. I yeah. feel like there wasn't much talk about trying to flush his idol, though. Like, I didn't even know no. that was a thing until he did that. I think it was shown in the next time on Survivor, and it's shown a little bit more in the next episode. I But, like, basically, the plan was for, da for Dale, for, like, Jackson and Dale and Shannon and Ivy, for them to tell Megan and Nate that Matthew's going home. And they were hoping that Megan would then go to Matthew and tell Matthew that his name had been tossed out and then Matthew would get paranoid and play an idol. But mm. what happened was after they told Megan, like Jackson had that meeting with Megan, he's like, Oh, you're going to stay in that sinking ship. Like if Matthew's going to go and there, <laughs> Megan decided not to tell Matthew. And she was like, okay, like screw Matthew. I'm just going to vote him off. So their plan like was banking on Megan, like leaking it to Matthew when like she didn't. Mm. And that's when Dale had to go in last second and come to Matthew and be like, Matthew, like everyone's against us. Like it's crazy. You gotta play another. I know. I was like, when Della's like, me and you are on the bottom. I was like, what? The most ridiculous thing anyone has said this entire season. Dale, yeah, like, Dale be on the bottom. Like I'm trying to picture. I wonder what Dale on the bottom would be like. Like Dale having to scramble, having no idols. Yeah, damn. You know, yeah, like Dale being yeah. like, I wonder how differently he would be. He would play. Yeah, like, imagine at the merge if, like, Jack had somehow gotten, like, cobbled together this, like, Shannon and Matthew, and they all, like, blindsided Jackson. Mm -hmm. And then, like, after that, it was, like, Dale on the bottom with two idols. Like, that would be that would be so much fun to watch. But that's still power, though. What if Dale on the bottom with no idols? Oh, that'd be even crazier. I don't know. Yeah. He, I don't know what he would do. He would just, like, be – I feel like he would be so chaotic. Like, he would just do something crazy. You think so? I feel like he'd be, like, very – methodical and charismatic about it well he would but i feel like he would also like if he really thought he was a goner i feel like he would do something like make up some elaborate lie or i don't know it's, it's just it's just like i i can't even picture what that would be like to be honest. i kind of want to see it yeah well actually yeah i hope yeah. I, I hope we get to see it we'll see what happens throughout the rest of the season um, yeah but like if if yeah I feel like it'd be really fun to watch a Dale like on the bottom, but with idols. So, like imagine Dale in this kind of scenario where everyone's against him, but he also has idols and he's trying to do like doing this Tony, like bag of tricks kind of stuff. <laughs> I feel like I could definitely see him doing that. Like wearing an idol around his neck. Be like, all right, like vote for me guys. Like try it, try your best. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like he would do stuff like that, but I don't know. All to yeah. say is that Matthew was not on the bottom. As much as he thought, it's a pretty straightforward split between. Oh them. wait, hold up! When Jackson was voting, and he was like, 
Matthew. <laughs> he was like, I hope you heard that. <laughs> so that's so funny. So funny. And the cat spelled Nate with like N E T. <laughs> that's funny. Because he spelled it her name with a K at the last. Yeah. Time. I love like Which, honestly, like, I feel like that's less of a blunder than the way she spelled his name. That's true. But also like, like cat with a K versus yeah. That's true. That's true. She like went. She like went a whole nother level. <laughs> I kind of love like the the random beef between Nate and Cat because like we never see them interact really, but like they just both kind of hate each other. Yeah, I love the. I honestly love the either one sided feuds, which Shannon has a lot of, or yep. the ones where like they just haven't even interacted and they hate each other. Honestly, oh. I would have spelled it. I would have spelled it K-N-A-T with a silent K. Wait. Like, because his normal name with a K oh, like, Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about the silent K. The silent K. Yeah. That would be next level. You got to go on a season with Nate and then vote for him and do that. <laughs> it's going to be on the on the season. It's going to be early risers. For, no, yeah, early, early bedtime. Night <laughs> owls. That would be so funny. Which which see what, what tribe would you be on the? Early, oh, see, that's a good question because early I'm bedtime like, or the night owl tribe. I'm like, honestly, I'm like both. I feel like I used to be more of an early riser, but I've become more of a night owl. Mm. But even though I, mm, even though I go to bed like later than before, though I still wake up early. Ooh. So I'd be like, you know. Maybe there's a third tribe that's like the you both you go to divergent. Like then this is a no sleep tribe. Where, <laughs> no, but I need my sleep. I feel like it's you're an early riser, you're a um Okay, but what do we think of no sleep? You know what? I, I, I would put myself on the night owl. Um, how late would you consider a night owl to stay up? Like you go to bed at like past midnight consistently. Like almost every night. Like, probably more like you go to bed at, like, one or two most nights. Mm, I wouldn't say one or two. Mm. I'd say, like, midnight. I feel like that's pretty average. It's pretty, I mean, like... I get up at, like, eight. That's, like, pretty in the middle. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, like, you're just, like, team, like, standard sleep. But how about this? It's, like, would you prefer to stay up later past your bedtime or get up earlier before normal people? I'd prefer to stay up. So I, okay. I'd resolve the night owl. Your night owl tribe. Night owl yeah. tribe. I can see that. Yeah. Like I get up early because I kind of have to, and my time clock is like set up that way. Yeah. It's like, how'd you do it if you did it like in normally? You know. Exactly. Like if, if I would have, I would sleep in and stay up late. Cat would definitely go to bed at seven yeah. if she could choose to do so. You're definitely a night owl. I would. I would be in the night owl tribe. Yeah. 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 We would dominate night owl tribe. In the bad schedule, the bad schedule people. <laughs> and Nate and Jess. Um, so yeah, all the votes come in and, uh, sadly, it is Megan, our friend, Megan, shout going. out to Brittany though. Oh yeah. Matthew goes and plays his idol. Yeah. Wait, what did he say? He was like, is this for, he was like, this is for Brittany or was it the one that they made? I think it's the one they made together. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't remember. Was that on, was that on, like in the episode? Yeah. He was like, this is like. I think he was. He said it's the one they made together. Well, that's the thing. I was like, yeah, I was trying to remember. Was like it on the episode when they made it together? Like, I feel like I kind of like 
I feel like it's a buried memory from season one. I don't really remember them making it together, but I have no doubt that it happened. Aw. Yeah. Cute. Love, love Brittany. Got a nice shout out for Brittany. <laughs> um, and there we go. Megan's gone. Eighth place. Beth, best place. Uh, <laughs> you know, we were both voted off in the same day. Super random. March 26th. Wait, really? One year apart. Yeah. That's kind of weird. And you both got eighth. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. The games like started around the same time, and like, it's that's, what are the odds? Also, the fact that you know that. I think I remember that because, like, I um, was it Snapchat memories. Yeah, and I got voted off on my mom's <laughs> birthday. Oh, uh, twenty six. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the same thing. So, rip to Megan. Rip. So I don't know. There was. Do you think there's much that she really could have done to like save herself this episode? I mean, I think she did everything she could have. She tried to seduce Jackson. You know exactly. Like, she tried to seduce. She tried to get the necklace. She talked to thought. everyone who probably would talk to her. She tried to get the votes onto Matthew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Seducing Jackson failed two out of two times. I would not recommend it as a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson will not cave for anyone. No, no. no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if her. I guess like maybe we can get into it more of the eulogy, but like I wonder if maybe she, at, by this point in the game, she was a little bit screwed and she kind of had to play differently previous to that. It was. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it was tough. She didn't really have a great relationship with Jackson and Dale. Or with Dale specifically. Mm-hmm. Remember how, like, that one episode she was just, like, told Dale to his face, like, yeah, like, you and Jackson are running the game. And Dale really did not like that. Mm. Like, he had it out for her after that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely things she could have done going back. But this week itself, it was, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it was kind of hard to get out of that situation. It really Unless was. she... When, unless she like knew Dale had idols and like tried to make a deal with him, you think there's a way she could have like somehow pushed it onto Nate, like made probably some, she made up some crazy story about Katie last time, or she kind of like really threw Katie under the bus. Like you think she? The only thing is Nate has Ivy. It's true. Ivy really has been protecting Nate. Like yeah, her having his back is I feel like has been so big because every time someone tries to vote off Nate, like which happens like every episode. I feel like Ivy's always like, no, let's not do that. Yeah, do you think that's the reason why he's the last El Norte? I think connection with Ivy? Oh, I definitely think so. I feel like he definitely, he could have been gone, like, if Ivy wasn't protecting him, he might have even been gone, like, when Jack was voted Mm. off. Or, like, when Katie. Like, I feel like there's plenty of weeks where, like, he could have been the person. Yeah, you know how Ivy's Chiron is often knows Nate? It should be the other way around. It should yeah. be nose ivy. Nose ivy, <laughs> for real, for real. Nate, also though, Nate's the. Pu- I mean, Nate also. I feel like he's the decently big threat. Like he's the puzzle, oh, yeah. the biggest challenge, the puzzle player. master. He already is like he won an immunity, and he already like won that one other challenge of the swap. Um, but he's the last. Now he's the last Norte standing. I I know how that feels, you know. Yeah. Right. Sad. It's sad. very sad, and it's all your own fault. Well, it was it was not really his fault that much. I think it's a little bit hilarious that he's the last El Norte. Left. Yeah, like, who would have expected that at the beginning? 
I know, like, we all, <laughs> in the first episode, you would watch it and think, like, oh, this kid's gone first. Like, <laughs> impression video. Like, Ben's like, yeah, Nate walked in eating his mac and cheese, and he was being, like, super, like, patronizing, and, like, he knew from the beginning. So, let's... Eulogize. Eulogize. Yep, that's right. Right. Well, she came in immediately a fan favorite because she's just so nice, so rootable. She was straight up at the top for most of the beginning. But then things just went downhill. I mean, she still stayed true to herself, true to the game. Did not ever go down without a fight. And we love that. Yeah. I really love how like Megan like kind of evolved throughout the game because I feel like at the beginning she did seem a little bit like kind of like timid, a little, a little like she was kind of on the outside of like the alliance. But like I feel like when I feel like it really changed like at that Ben vote, where she was really the only person that benefited from Ben going home. Like almost yeah. every game did not. I think everybody else on the tribe did not benefit from that. And Megan was the only one that did. Didn't people call it the Megan Missiles? Yeah, Megan <laughs> Missile. No, I feel like she really made a name for herself. Like, mm-hmm. she made a good cross-tribe alliance with Jackson. Um, True. Even though it didn't really end up benefiting her that much. No, it didn't, but... But it still happened. It happened. And I feel like it's always good to have connections on the other side. Yeah. Everyone, everyone liked her. Like, everyone loved Megan. Um, mm-hmm. She... We made it to like being one of the last two El Norte standing. Like that. I mean, if she had made it to the end, oh, she probably would have won. Absolutely. I feel like Megan's big thing is that she, um, some of her moves did did not make complete. Like true. I, I, some of her moves, yeah, did not make complete sense. Like her telling Jackson about the Returny Alliance was mm. bad. that was mm-hmm. very bad. Like let's not forget about how that basically screwed over Jack and. Right, um, but you know everything in hindsight. Yeah. In the moment, she was, you know, the the baby blues. The baby blues. You <laughs> so, well, and I feel like she maybe could have um, had some better bonds with. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I think that Megan was a very loyal player, which is like made her really likable, easy to root for. Like very, a lot of people trusted her, but she was maybe a little bit too loyal to Jack and Camila. Like, where, mm. like, she kind of, like, saved them, which, I mean, that was a good move with the Ben vote, but it did also implode El Norte. And then, thinking later on, she probably, Jack was definitely a sinking ship in the merge, and I feel like maybe she could have done better if she had thrown him under the bus like Katie and Nate did, instead mm. of, like, herself to him. Um, it made some more inroads with, like, Shannon and, uh... Dale and the rest of Tokidoki. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I, I can't blame her too much for that. Like I don't know if any of those El Nortes were gonna break through Tokidoki. Like they they all tried and they just couldn't do it. Old so, school, as Cooper likes to talk about. Yeah, the old school. So I think Megan did just about as well as she could have in the situation she was in. Mm-hmm. I would really like to see her play again. Um, see what she's made of because I feel like Everyone, honestly, I want to see everyone in El Norte. Everything on, on, yeah, like in a different scenario. Because they all, like, I just feel so bad that, like, their tribe would just suck so much that I felt like all of them just 
didn't have that much of a chance. Like they they tried that Nate still left, you know, we'll see what happens. And they all like did make their own mistakes as to why they lost. But I feel like El Norte just started at such a disadvantage in this game. Mm. Um, so it, it was just tough for all of them. Yeah. Megan definitely made a big mark in the season, so good for her. Filed her way into everyone's hearts. That was cute. Yeah. All right. Uh, Time to rank. Eighth place rankings. This is like super hard. This is a hard Man, one. Man, I wish Jack was here. Should we wait for Jack to be here? Uh, or because like, is this just going to be me and you talking about like you? Oh, no, it's not you. It, well, you know what I mean. Place. Actually, you know what? I think it's fine because you didn't play this season. Whereas Jack, it was like his vote out. Oh, that's true. I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're just one of like, yeah, it's whatever. Zach was like arguing for himself. It was kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. He was, so the current rankings, and honestly, like, I'm not, at this point, like, my season two game, it was okay. It wasn't great. I'm not going to pretend like it was the best game ever. We have Eliza in first for eighth place, myself in second, and we have Akshay in third. Should we, like, rank the hosts? Like George Cooper auction. <laughs> That'd be fun to do. We can do. We should do that like then. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. This is actually get an honorable mention. That exactly. Be- exactly. Yeah. yeah, that'd be funny. Um. So, Megan versus Akshay for eighth place. Um. You know they're both they're very different people. Yeah, they've. I would say. Oh, first of all, I want to start by saying all four of them, all four of y'all eighth placers, amazing players, great person, great like characters as well. It's a great group. It's a good group. Um, so Akshay's game, what I remember about it. I mean, the thing that sticks out to me is him going to rocks after Trotsky convinced him about it, that title and that whole situation, which was not great. But that's not to say that Akshay is a bad player because he definitely had a lot of strengths and like good things about his game too. That, and he was like a freshman. Yeah, I think that Akshay he had that alliance with Lavana and Cooper. <laughs> um. Didn't he kind of like? Didn't he, he? He didn't. Wasn't he a part of that big crazy tribal council that Matthew got voted off? I feel like he was mm-hmm. that one. I just don't know. Those I'm actually people, having a hard time. I'm having a hard time with this one because I'm trying to like think about Megan's main. Like, what are Megan's main mistakes in the game that held her back from winning? And like, Hers was, I think it would. It was being too loyal to certain people. Yeah. It was talking too much at times. Yeah, definitely that, too. Um, um, I mean, did Akshay also talk too much at times? Uh, I don't know if I remember him, if that being his bigger thing. I just feel like I remember him being... Him going to rocks made no sense. Like, that honestly is still... I, remember, I feel like we talked for a very long time on the podcast about that move and how it pretty much was like mind blowing. Like we we just don't understand why he did it. Do you kinda of remember how like it was his side it was like Kara and like 
I do remember those. I don't even remember who the people were that were getting votes, to be honest. But it was like five versus five. And it was six four. And because Tarowski was like, oh, I have this idol that I'll give you after the vote. And then Akshay flipped and went to rocks. And the idol was like fake. Like, yeah, I, just, I, remember I just remember being like, that was just pretty. I don't think Megan made a mistake that bad in her season. Like her her biggest mistake was telling Jackson about the Returnee Alliance. Which That's is, true. You can see too that she was doing it because she wanted to gain. She trust. wanted to gain his trust exactly. And okay. she also was like, didn't really want the Returnee Alliance to be a thing. Like she didn't trust Matthew and Eliza. Okay. So, I feel like I have. There's a somewhat logical explanation for that versus Akshay's. I, I, I remember, I mean, there seems to be somewhat of a reason for why he did it, but I don't know if it's as good of a reason. Also, the way that Akshay went out, wasn't it kind of like he almost kind of basically quit versus like Megan was kind of scrawling, what am I saying? Like clawing and scratching to survive the whole time. Okay, I mean, I'm fine with putting Megan above Akshay. That's just my like gut. Is that, do you have any like counter arguments to that? I no, I agree. Because, like, I'm trying to think, like, I do think Megan made smaller mistakes and was also dealt a worse hand, a worse hand in some situations. Yeah. Although the whole Tarowski doll thing kind of sucked, too, for Akshay. Yeah. I will say that Akshay probably had more control over like his tribe than Megan ever mm-hmm. did. Like I don't I don't know if Megan ever really had control of the tribe except for like one tribal council. That's true. Like when Ben went home was probably the only time. Like didn't it actually have Levana under his wing? Oh he definitely did. Mm-hmm. Um Megan never had a I mean she had Jack and Camila very, very loyal to her, but it wasn't like it wasn't if anything it was like a mutual like alliance versus like for an Akshay's, it was more like he had the yeah and like influence exactly. Lana did. So I, I want I do want to give him that. Like I feel like he positioned himself better in his original tribe than Megan did. I agree. Um, it's like super close. I think it is pretty close. I think it's fair to say that he probably does not go above me. Who? Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it's definitely she's either third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that I think I would probably go with Megan above Akshay, but I don't want to like. It's the thing. Every time I put we put somebody in fourth, and that doesn't mean that we think that they were bad, or like. Because I feel like Akshay. Still ranks higher than a lot of people that played the game. Like I feel like that's the thing. Oh but, no, it's just like within the placements and eighth place is a yeah, hard one exactly. to place in. I feel like we're getting to the point where it's like by the time you get to like whatever final eight, seven, six, five, like you're you're getting a lot of good players. And so it's like someone's gotta be third, fourth, whatever. So locking it in. Let's lock it in. We have final rankings of eighth place. Um Elisa in first, staying at first, never gonna be touched. We have me in second. We have Megan in third. And we have Akshay in fourth. Wait, what did Aliza rank her second time? What did what? Aliza rank her second time? Okay, this is one that me and Jack thought was pretty controversial. And we were wondering what you thought about it. Because we put 
for 11th place, season one, Matthew in first, season four, Aliza in second, mm. season three, Ben in third, and then Cheedy in fourth. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a hard Literally. one. Yeah, it's like all returnees from different seasons. Like, it's so confusing. I think our that reason is so confusing. Matthew in season one, we were saying that like he didn't he went vote he didn't get vote he got voted off because of a kind of a fluke like crazy thing like his alliance he was set up pretty well for the merge whereas Eliza like we were saying yes she set herself up very well for the merge but she had a chance to save herself like yeah Katie, she had an idol well yeah she had an idol plus Katie came to her and Matthew first and said. I want to make a move with you guys and put off Jackson or Dale. And mm. she kind of blew Katie off. Mm. But that was more of an egregious mistake than like Matthew kind of getting screwed over by like idols. I um, agree. So I feel like it, that was a tough one too, though, because like Lisa, if she had made the merge, I feel like she had a very good chance of winning. And mm. I don't know if Matt, season one Matthew had as good of a chance, but I feel like you got to go to like, how did that person get voted off? And like, if they got voted off because of a really dumb mistake, I feel like that's gotta that's gotta count for something. Yeah. So there we go. There we go. All right, we only have three episodes left. That's insane. Is it only three? Oh yeah, it's only three. Wow. Well, I hope some moves are made. Yeah, let's hope and pray that something happens. Because the audience is getting disgruntled. Yeah. And yeah. Don't worry. These last three episodes are much more exciting than the previous three. I, I think this season ends very well. And there's a lot of great stuff to look forward to. So excited to talk about it and uh, excited to see everyone's reactions. So good stuff. Hopefully Jack got some good snacks. Oh my <laughs> well, to ask Jack when he got from the market. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.